He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Next to your Corvette, what were you thinking? Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway, was in a locked garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately notified, and the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see. We're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. That was Joe Biden saying, don't worry. No problem, people. Additional classified docs were found, but they were locked up in my garage with my Corvette. He also said in there, notice that he said, I take, everyone knows I take classified documents really seriously. Do you though? Do you? Because they're supposed to be locked up in a skiff. You're not supposed to have them outside. You weren't the president from 08 to 16, did not have declassify authority. Uh, but his Corvette maybe, was locked up. His Corvette was locked. Yeah, I mean, that, that's not going him. anywhere. It's not good for the old hair sniffer. We've got, uh, we're not, look, folks, we're not doing booze and banter today. Uh, I'm trying to get my voice back. Hopefully it stays for the whole show. So Tom Cunningham is here with Disco and I. We've got the whole crew here. The, the booze and banter crew is here for the main show. Tom, what do you make of that scene, that whole statement there? I think you're muted. There you go. A couple of takeaways from that. You know, this whole lunch bucket Joe type persona that he tries to perpetrate in front of, you know, the United States, that that all came unraveled. I mean, I can't think anything more elitist to say unless it was it's, you know, the boxes, the files were next to my Porsche. Right. You know, you know, it's right next to my Corvette that has a bumper sticker that says not poor on it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that 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 part of it I, I found a huge disconnect there you know and plus what is, what does everybody put in their garage you know you put like fishing gear you put like just like stuff that you don't really you know think about you know the kids like soccer balls baseball gloves you know whatever just kind of gets tossed in there and so the impression is he's got these boxes of talk top secret materials maybe or we don't know what the contents are just kind of like oh yeah just throw them over there yeah, yeah it's no big deal yeah exactly yeah you you there literally water throw damage. crap 
Go ahead. Yeah, there might be some water damage from the leak that happened in <laughs> <laughs> earlier this year, but whatever. We're fine. It's safe. It's it's just we live it, in we live in a gated community. We're fine. It's the very yeah definitely. I mean, but it's the very definition of recklessness uh, of of just doing things the wrong way. Again, the difference is, uh, and we talked about this on the episode of Foreign and Domestic this week too, which will which will come out on Saturday. But the difference is, is Trump had government people come down and ensure that where his materials were stored at Mar-a-Lago, which again, they were known about for one, but two, that they were stored in the proper type of facility, okay? That it was, it was in the right place. It was A-OK'd and checked off on. This is someone who also had the, the ability to declassify things. This is someone in Joe who did not have the ability to declassify them. And literally, as Tom is saying, put them in the spot where we all throw our random shit, the garage. And some of you out there, some of you, there might be one of you here, have the most pristine, organized garage you could eat off the floor. And I respect you and hate you all at the same time. Because, well, I want that. That is not how my garage is. It's not, a, it's not, it's not like it is on some of the TV shows out there, you see. It's not an absolute mess. But it's, it's not like... I mean, I drive by some people's garages and I'm leaving the neighborhood or something like that. And you see them and you're like, how much time a day do you spend in there? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Which I know is not well, what we're some, talking about right now. <laughs> there's some people in Florida who, you know, if they don't have a good porch, they actually put like the screen porch door on the, on the garage. side of the garage, you know, and then they can sit. It's a nice little hangout spot, you know. I've but, seen a lot of those in the villages if, when they're not out getting syphilis from each other they're sitting there you frequent the villages i used to i used to add some friends who live there um anyways it's just ridiculous and and the first thought that comes to mind when it comes to this joe and this classified doc thing again two different batches found and and people are actually talking about i mean he was in the you know taking questions from the press there is like, oh, nothing's going to happen because he's on the other team. And that's a possibility. It's a distinct possibility. But the other possibility is, and Tom called this earlier today, and this is something we talked about on Foreign and Domestic as well, is, or, or, counterpoint, counterthought here, Joe is the fall guy, and Joe is going bye-bye. Didn't mean to rhyme there. It just worked out great. I'm glad it did. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I love a good conspiracy as next uh, as much as the next person does. But, uh, you know, during the uh, midterm elections, if you were to take the states and then break it down to, you know, I know that the Republicans picked up some seats in the House. But if you just broke it down with the states, you know, the way that they all shook out, uh, a Democrat would be president in 2024, just based on, you know, the election results from those states. So that leads me to believe this is my own personal, call it a conspiracy, or actually this is my, you know, this is my prediction. This is what's going to happen. We're going to go on for a couple of weeks. They're going to, you know, belabor the special counsel and we're going to get little drips of information. And eventually Joe will say, for the good of the country, I'm stepping down until the investigation resolves itself. In comes Kamala Harris to become the first African-American female president of the United States. And then she appoints Gavin Newsom. We come up to the run-up, you know, the campaign season in 20, uh, toward the end of the summer here. And, you know, as we get involved in 2024 and in the lead up into the election there, 
Kamala Harris comes out and does an LBJ. Even if I'm nominated, I will turn down the nomination for to run as president of the United States in Usher's Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I think it's an interesting scenario, right? Because they know Gavin, <clears throat> which still blows my mind that he does, but he's a suave looking dude. He comes from the right family being in the Pelosi, you know, tree. You know, and, and neither Cam Cam or Joe are are fit to, to, to serve this country. I mean, not even, not even run this country, just even serve this country. They know that they could never have her be the person. So, but they get to say, we got the first female president, the first black president, female president, the first, all these things. And then bye-bye, we're done with you. Cause we don't think you're qualified to do that. I totally. And can you imagine if they had any kind of controls, the policies that would be enacted by, you know, the tyrannical dictatorial douche that is Gavin Newsom. I mean, the amount of headway that was made with just an old guy who doesn't know where he is, who doesn't really know even what he wants, is terrifying. If he were in office and they had they had some control on on the House or Senate floor or both, God forbid, man, that would that's 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 a bad picture. Well, he's already banned fossil fuel engines for the sale of them by 2025. So you will no longer be able to, you know, buy a motorcycle or a small generator for your house or your camper or even, you know, lawnmower, leaf blower. I'm kind of glad about the leaf blower, but that's a different story. A different but story. I just don't <laughs> like the fact I don't like when the government gets involved in saying this is this is OK and this is not OK. It's right. none of their business. It's a free market situation. But you're to what you were saying, Drew. Yes, he has, you know, he has the Pelosi backing behind him and he is America's Justin Trudeau. You know, he he says all the right things. He's got swag. You know, people on the left love him. I think some people in the middle can be conned by him. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, his his results that he's had in California, you know, if you just look at San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, you know, with the, with the problems of the homelessness and, you know, and the prosecutors that they have there, do you really want that for the, you know, where you got, where you live in Florida or David, where, you know, where you live? Yeah, no, of course not. As Ginger says, don't California my country. Um, a lot of people hoping you're wrong here, Tom, that we're wrong. I, I, I think it's a pretty feasible scenario, though. You know, we're not going to sit uh, here and say it's happening 100%, but it makes a, it makes a ton of sense for where we are, yeah, for where I, their party is. I, I hope I'm wrong, too, but I'm just trying to, you know, trying to measure the steps that they're going with and the scenarios that, you know, the, the Democrat Party has looking forward to the 2024 election. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and I think what's crazy is I want to – and if Newsom's out of, like, office in California, what happens? But I can't wait for when their economy collapse happens because all – you know, you think of all the jobs and everything that's going to go away because he's – oh, you can't no, – no fossil fuels. There's so much stuff that's going to happen there that it's just going to be like, what – is he going to be like, oh, we were planning for this? Or is he going to be like, I didn't know? <laughs> you know, I just yeah. – <laughs> but by the way, Ginger had a great um, – if for the what you should have in your garage tools beer fridge and government documents those are the top yeah that's the, that's that the standard have. list i think yeah <laughs> get the shark floor so it's like the nice surface and then mm -hmm. yeah definitely aspen welcome things. welcome to the party glad you're here first time over on rumble on uh on the the drew berkwist rumble we're glad you're here glad to have everyone here wherever you are facebook youtube uh not youtube sorry it's not on youtube twitter 
the various different Rumble account, Red Voice Media, wherever you guys are coming in from. We got a lot to get to today. The U.S. Mill, which we're going to talk about here in just literally seconds, has rescinded the COVID vaccine mandate. We've got Moderna, as you saw, as you saw in the thumbnail for today's episode. This is remarkable. Releasing this new mRNA shot for heart attacks. We'll talk about that. We'll show you this clip. And then Joe was told, I wanted to talk about this yesterday. I couldn't with my voice being gone. Joe was essentially told thank you for not protecting the U.S. border yesterday by Mexican President Obrador down at the Mexico summit. You got Mayorkas, who's who's on the block, could be impeached. Will he, will he not? We'll talk about that. Uh, again, reminder, no booze and banter today. Got to save my voice for next week. We got shows planned next week. I've got some commercial shoots next week that we've got to be ready for. So um, I, I apologize for that. Appreciate in advance your understanding for that. But let's get into this stuff today because this is good news, I, I think. Oh, I know it's good news. It's the some of the the details of it are 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 to be determined how it goes. But the Department of Defense has officially ended its coronavirus vaccine mandate, and you had Secretary of Defense Fat Boy Slim, also known as Lloyd Austin, write a memo, which you can see on the screen there. This week, rescinding the vaccine mandate for all U.S. military members and National Guard members. And we know for a fact that he didn't want to write this because he, he overtly and verbally opposed rescinding it. But his portly ass is against the wall when it comes to recruiting and military readiness. So he was kind of pressured into doing. Here's a quote from the memo. No individuals currently serving in the armed forces shall be separated solely on the basis of their refusal to receive the COVID-19 vaccination if they sought an accommodation on religious, administrative, or medical grounds. The military departments will update the records of such individuals to remove any adverse actions solely associated with the denials of such requests, including letters of reprimand. So he, he goes on to say basically that people who are discharged over their refusal to take the vaccine can petition. They can petition their discharge, go before review boards, go through this whole process, basically. And to me, and Tom, you said it too, like, I, I, this is, hey, yes, we'll consider, you know, going back and changing our records now, but we're going to make you jump through so many hoops in a process that, frankly, we haven't even really figured out yet. So maybe consider don't wasting your time. Like, that's, that's kind of what it feels like. A hundred percent. I, you know, I'm sure everybody in this audience has had, you know, some sort of, you know, interaction with the government. And especially if you need the government to do something for you, the process can be arduous at times. I mean, you know, I've known people who've gone through the process of becoming a U.S. citizen, and it takes a long time. And there are a lot of hoops that you have to jump through. And, you know, some colleagues that I've worked with in the past give up on it and decide to go back to their country of origin just because they can't, you know, they, they can't, navigate the government bureaucracy it just becomes overwhelming and i think that's what they're going to do here the people that were discharged you know they'll get their honorable discharge back but for them to be able to re-enlist or you know or, or come back they're just going to put so many obstacles in front of them that it'll just be like you know what this isn't worth it i'm actually I, with my new job i'm making tons more money I'm not having as much fun, but, you know, I've got hobbies. And so, you know, to heck with, you know, going back to the Marine Corps or the Army or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, you, you, 
It is what it is. And again, they're not going to make this easy on people. Like, like you're saying, there's going to be obstacles there because they don't want this to go in the favor of that patriotic guy or gal who signed up and was doing everything they could to serve and defend this country. They, they can't have it go that way because it, it goes against what they're trying to do. So this is, this is just kind of lip service, word service, I guess, since it's typed out. Um, but it, it, to me, it just, it doesn't, doesn't move anywhere, but I want to touch on something. We're going to take a quick break because speaking of the vaccine there, what's coming up is, is, uh, it's just really something it's, it's, it shouldn't surprise anyone, but it, it, it's going to tell you just how evil these big pharma douchebags really are. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Moderna on the other side. Stick around. Oh, we, we got to do the, the question, question of, the day. of the day first. Come on. Okay. Come on. That's right. That's I right. I got to keep you honest. Keep me honest. Keep honest. Okay. Well, we are going to talk Moderna. Let's get to this. You got to think about what we're going to talk about. And you've got to, I don't even know my answer for this question, frankly. The question is this. What 80s movie needed a sequel and did not get one? Again, what 80s movie needed a sequel, did not get one? Think about it. Send your answers in. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Moderna in just a quick minute here. Stick with stick with us. Do you think America first when you spend your hard-earned money? Do you feel guilty shopping woke companies that take your money and push a liberal agenda? The choice is yours. When you shop at Mammoth Nation, you're a part of the solution, not the problem. We have thousands of products from hundreds of American and veteran-owned retailers. These patriots love America, and they're fighting for you. So do the right thing. Vote with your wallet and spend wisely. Right now, go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member. Use this promo code and save 30%. All right, let's get to those responses on the question of the day that I almost forgot. I mean, you take one day off and, man, see how quickly I'm distracted. Uh, okay, reminder for those of you just joining us, question of the day is, what's a 80s movie that you wish had a sequel and did not, or needed a sequel, whatever? Let's get some answers. We got War of the Roses. All right. Better Off Dead. Just straight up, can't think of any. Um, <laughs> what? Um, keep sending in answers. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm trying to rack my brain and think through because there's a lot of great. 80s, that was kind of an era where there was a lot of sequels. Um, so there's a a lot of those. How many Revenge of the Nerds movies did we get? <laughs> Forty two, I believe. I think it was <laughs> Forty two. Um, no, I mean, you, you know, you're. <clears throat> Your diehard movies got sequels. Your, you I mean, know, uh, if this Rambo's was Terminators. Let's, re let's rewind it three, four years. I would have said Top Gun. Yeah, but then we got the sequel. You know, well, so and, and honestly, I, I'm gonna counter that point because I would have said that Top Gun was perfect where it was. It was perfect. Little did I know that they would make such a great one in 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 their follow up. But oh man, like I think of Urban Cowboy. Okay, I think of. You know the lethal weapons all had them. Beverly Hills Cop, you know, had them. All those, all those did. Tom, do you have an answer? Do you have a thought? I'm gonna go in a different direction with this. Of course I you wanted, are. 
<laughs> I wanted to see a prequel to Roadhouse where it, we focused on Wade Garrett when he met the Patrick Swayze character it, about him and introducing Patrick Swayze to the whole bouncing lifestyle and what happened in Memphis. Mm. Mm. Okay, that's uh, that works. A prequel works. I can I can be down with that. Um, I, mean, I mean, like E.T. would have been a good one. Okay, yeah. Would you have want to see another Tootsie? That's my question. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what about a, what about a sequel to Rain Man? Would you have liked to have seen a sequel to you Rain Man? You know what? I, I've got a wild uh, kind of out of out of the blue. I don't know if this would be my answer if I had more time to think about it. But whatever happened to Jack in Big Trouble in Little China? Like that could have that mm. could have taken a sequel, a real campy movie, you know. But there's there's some there's some uh, there's some following behind that. That's a good. There was a, there was talks at one point they were going to redo it with The Rock, um, but oh god, yeah, of course, right? <laughs> but I mean, Ferris Ferris Bueller would have been a good one. Ferris yeah. Bueller, yeah. I, I you know what? I'm sticking with my guns. I think Big Trouble in Little China. There was action there. There that that story's not over. There's, they, they, in fact, it's way from far from over. The the creatures on the truck at the end. Yeah. Anyways, right. now now I, I he, I've, I've gotten myself in a loop, and I'm just talking about old Kurt Russell movies. All right, so t- Tom, <laughs> we got yours. Disco, it's yours. What are you going with? Uh, I really enjoyed Ferris Bueller. I would have liked to have seen. It probably would have been a horrible sequel because the first one was brilliant. Sloan I think it still would have been good. Yes. <laughs> um, there was a creature on the truck. Exactly. D Donner, we're on the same page. We're on the same page. Okay, let's get to. The, the meat of today. So we, we've obviously all seen young athletic people all over the world, just mysteriously dying of heart failure. And it's tragic. It's awful. It's sad. It's all those things. This past week, we had a 21 year old air force cadet football player for their, for their program. there die of a heart attack while walking to class. 16 year old boy found unresponsive in the school bathroom. You had the, the, the girl in the Bahamas died in the basketball court. Obviously what happened to Lamar Hamlin, who thankfully seems to be doing better now and the logical question with all this, that, that those are literally, what, a handful of examples. There's hundreds upon hundreds, and there's really thousands. But when you, when you look at all of these stories that are popping up all over the place, you, you should be asking, what's causing this? Like, why is this happening? And particularly to young, healthy people. It's not like, man, you know, a bunch of these elderly folk have passed away this week, which would also be tragic. But there's, it's different, right? When you've got all these young, in the prime of their life, athletes passing away. Did you see the young? Did you see the young, uh, like field reporter? Yeah, yeah, the, the uh, reporter the other day, okay. who but was it, the it, Canadian it, reporter. That was know, her. She'd been shot yeah. three, three shots. Triple Jack, and but it's one of the triple vax, not triple Jack, triple vax. But it, it's not clear as to what it was. But you could see it on her face. She knew, like all of a sudden, hit, and she's like. I'm going to keep trying to go through. And then she tries <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling good. And then right before they cut, she starts to yeah, go her eyes roll to the back of the head. Away. It was, Oh gosh. I felt so sad for her. I was like, Oh no. Like, no. Well, but I mean, but, at the same, I mean, you, you, I mean, I don't want to sound heartless, but you did it to yourself. Like you're, you're doing this. This is, as people are saying, it's exper- There's so little data around this. There's more data proving it's experimental or, or just, you know, the equivalent of, of, we said the other day, you know, the Dayquil than something else. But but listen to what's going on. This is the CEO of Moderna. Listen, to, by the way, to kind of the gleefulness 
in both the reporter and the CEO of Moderna as they talk about this right here. As you say, cardiology, we have now in a clinic a uh, super exciting program when we inject mRNA in people's heart after heart attack to grow back new blood vessels to help revascularize the heart. So it's a bit like science fiction medicine, but that's what is really exciting to me. But the, the other side of this is that right now, Moderna, though it has this pipeline, has one commercial product, and that's the spike vax. That's the actual COVID vaccination. So that's the irony of COVID, is it really has in some ways allowed you to go and develop these other areas because of the revenues that came through the door. You're 100% right. So how convenient, right, that one of the companies who came out with the mRNA vaccine has now created a new shot that's injected straight into your heart after you have a heart attack. Makes you think of this scene. Oh, it got corrupted. I've meant to tell you. I'm so sorry. Hang on. Okay, we don't need it. We'll pull it <laughs> in later. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Once again, we're looking for new technical directors at all times. Um, but there was a great scene from Pulp, Pulp Fiction. But, I mean, honestly, it's almost like, and you can pick up on maybe some of the sarcasm here, it's almost like Moderna and the other big pharma companies who made these crap show vaccines knew that there would be side effects and decided to go ahead and make a product that would address said side effects and, and uh, set of side effects and rush it to the market. Right. And, you know, the same thing could be said for, you know, uh, Operation, uh, you know, Iraqi Freedom, when we had IEDs going off and blowing off people's limbs and the advances that we made in prosthetics. It was like, well, if we wouldn't have gone to Iraq, you know, because of weapons of mass destruction and these limbs wouldn't have been lost and we wouldn't have made advances like we did, you know, as far as prosthetics go, which is just like... You know, this is I feel like that's the same sort of thing. It's like if we wouldn't have invented this that may or may not cause heart problems, then we wouldn't have come up with this to help the heart problems. But when it comes to the athletes, I don't know if you guys remember, but Loyola Marymount had a basketball player, Hank Gathers, yeah. who was on a fast break, dunked the ball as he was coming back to get on defense, collapsed and died on the floor. At, well, well, he was given CPR on the floor. He may have died later at the hospital. But my point is, is after that, college athletes and high school athletes, because right at the same time, a kid on my soccer team died right before school. And right after that, all of us had to be examined because he had a genetically enlarged heart and wanted. And so everybody on that was playing sports at my school had to be examined to see if they were, you know, predisposed with this condition of having, you know, have been born with an enlarged heart. But then in the wake of Hank Gathers, there was a time period in sports where under every bench, the trainers had a defib machine. And, you know, that was just, you know, Hank was one person and, you know, sadly, you know, tragically he died, but that changed the course of college and high school athletics. Now we're seeing this more and more and nobody from the NCAA or from any, you know, high school governing body, you know, athletic governing body has met, mentioned word one about this, about what's happening and what we can do if in the, uh, you know, horrible event that this happens to, you know, one of the athletes. Is there is there something in place? Yeah. 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 And, and one and, and you can't. <sighs> 
you can't talk about this either. Like, that's what's, that's what's so weird about this thing that's going on right now is... You see these... You don't see onesies, twosies. You see a colossal crap ton of these cases that make no sense. And you bring up questions and we're still told just to not worry about it. We're still told... There's it's just a coincidence, and it might be. It might look. It could be a coincidence that Moderna made this shot at the same time that everyone needs it because they're <laughs> putting clots and 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 creating myocarditis and creating all these these issues for people. Uh, Alice said the day the day I got my Moderna booster shot, I went into AFib. I'm so sorry, but I'm glad that you're doing well now and that you're here. But I, I just it 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 blows my mind that we cannot question things anymore like how did we get to this point in time we're living in such a unique time all of us who are here whether you're listening watching catching it later doesn't matter whether you hate everything that we say and do here and never are going to hear this we're all still living in this unique time where you can't question things you can't question science anymore like you just can't you can't you there's there's no debate over it and if you bring up the covid vaccine lord help you like the onslaught that you're gonna have um well it's, well it's hard because you know for a long time they're like they're like trust the science trust the science and then this goes to show that they saw the science what was going to happen so you know we need to make something that's going to help grow the arteries back in the you know in the heart and it's like <clears throat> okay well you guys should have trusted the science and saw that this was bad for the human body, but yeah, yeah. They, they didn't. They just saw the money coming in. I mean, how that guy, the, the the interviewer, like, oh yeah, all the money you were getting was you were able to do all this research. So he's basically just saying like, you guys were getting so much cash you didn't know what to do with, so you decided to try to help in something that you knew was killing people or going to kill people. Yeah. If well, your goal is authoritarian control, you can't be wrong ever, and you have to silence dissenters. You know, it, I mean, if this was something that, you know, like I, I, I always look back to uh, in instances like this when people die suddenly. I look back to the Dale Earnhardt crash at Daytona. It that looked like a crash that there is totally survivable. We've seen worse crashes and people walk away, but for some reason. Just the angle and everything of that crash was enough to kill him. And then right after that, an investigation was done. And then you had the implementation of the Hans device that keeps, you know, the driver's necks, you know, in, in one position. So you don't get that kind of wiggle when, when you get into a crash. But if you're trying to seize authoritarian control, you're not going to open up anything to any sort of debate or investigation because you need to be the one who everybody looks to for answers and you cannot be wrong. Yeah. Well, and we saw that. I mean, you, you noted it um, with the Twitter files that just to, to demonstrate that they have to they have to have the exclusive on the narrative and there's there's no room for negotiation. I mean, they were working with everyone to not only censor free speech, but especially it shows when it comes to covid, the vaccine with with deaths, all that stuff, lockdowns, you name it. Uh, they were all over that stuff. It's it's just where we are. It's where we are. Um you said it you said it best you big pharma these guys who are money hungry and could care less about the people which is true of our government too but big pharma executives are literally just cartel members but they're wearing armani suits which i would argue some of the the cartel members wear armani suits too for certain <laughs> things but but that's all they are they're just they're just very wealthy 
people who work in these industries and these these buildings that you think are just businessmen, but they're they're doing awful things to the population all around the globe. Yeah, I mean, look at the Sockler family, you know, and, you know, what they've done with uh, with the Oxycontin, you know, we've seen all the, the you know, the rise in, you know, in, in painkillers up until, you know, now we have fentanyl, yeah. you know, and, and heroin addicts, you know, are skipping out on heroin and going directly to fentanyl. And, it, and those, these are all, you know, things that are created in the laboratory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. So fun. Um, all right. I want to get to this real quick, actually. Hit that like button, guys, whichever platform you're on. Hit the thumbs up sign. It's the plus button on Rumble. It's the boxing glove if you're on the Rumble app. Uh, you know what to do if you're if you're over on Facebook, all, all the different platforms. You know what to do. But make sure you're following the page. Subscribe to the page. Please continue to engage in the chat. Share with each other. Want to get to this Oberdor comment from yesterday or from earlier this week. Uh, I was going to talk about yesterday that he made to Biden because it, it was a huge Huge indictment of the administration. We'll do that on the other side. Stick around. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank you for your continued support by bringing you the biggest bath sale ever. Get my six-piece towel sets for the lowest price ever, only $39.96. His and her bathrobes, 50% off bath mats for as low as $17.49. And I'm also excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. And now they come in even more colors and wide sizes. They're made with the same great patented technology. And yes, you'll still save $90 a pair. So get the biggest savings ever on bath sheets, bath mats, washcloths, hand towels, bathrobes, slippers, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen Use your promo code and get deep discounts on all my pillow bath products, including our six-piece towel sets. Regular $89.98, now only $39.96. Get all your shopping in while quantities last, so please order now. So Biden was down this week with Justin Trudeau in Mexico. You know, he spent a couple minutes at the border, goes to Mexico. And while he was there, they're, they're doing this whole public, you know, presentation, the three of them standing at podiums, Obrador, Biden, and, and Trudeau. And the Mexican president, Mr. Obrador, had some really kind words for Joe Biden when he said this. You? President Biden, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time that has not built not even one meter of wall. And that, we thank you for that, sir. And we thank you for that. I mean, that statement tells you everything you need to know about this Biden regime's border policy. You've literally got the Mexican president being like, hey, thanks. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thanks for not doing a damn thing to protect your country or your border. He, he literally said he didn't build one meter of wall. Uh, and, and of course, right, he's happy as hell because there's all sorts of violence going on in this country. There's all sorts of people 
coming through his country to get to ours. They don't want them hung up and hamstrung there, held up. They want them just coming on through. They don't want to deal with them. You guys take them. Thanks for opening your borders, not doing jack shit to protect your country. Your negligence is our victory. That's that's what he said. 100%. You know, Obrador is not a fan of the stay in Mexico policy because that had a lot of people who wanted to come to the United States waiting their turn in line to be able to go through the process. And so, you know, he had a whole influx of people that he had to deal with. But now, you know, everything's wide open. And the, the misconception here, I think, for a lot of people, especially if you, you're not from California, Arizona, Texas, is the fact that it's not Mexican nationals coming across the border for day work and then going back home. Right. We're talking about people from over 160 countries around the world seeking what they deem as asylum now, which, you know, I, correct me with the, if, if I'm wrong, but economic asylum isn't a justifiable, justifiable you know, way to seek asylum and become a resident of the United States. I mean, it's got to, you're, from what I know of it, your life has to be in jeopardy at some point, whether it be religious, like the Yazidis in Syria, when, you know, they were being rounded up and killed, or, you know, if you're, you know, fleeing, you know, communist Cuba or, you know, North Korea. Yeah, basically there's a, I'm trying to remember it from going through Shafi stuff. You've got to, You've got to be an imminent threat. Like there's got you've got to be an imminent danger there. And then if you were to go back, what would happen to you? If it's if if your life would still be in danger, like there's a couple, there's more to it than that. But those are kind of the two main ones that you have to address. Um, but you're right. I mean, people are. It's not just those people. It's not the day laborers. It's not just Mexicans. It's not just Venezuelans. It's all over. People are being told throughout the world, if you can get to the southern border. You can get into America. All you got to do is get there, which is obviously not easy for everyone. But if you do, you're good to go, and they'll send you wherever you want to go. You'll you'll be able to have the life that you want in America. Others will pay for it. You, me, people in the audience. And yet, as that's happening, as that message has been spread loud and clear across the globe, we've got Mayorka, so we're going to talk about it in a little bit. We've got KJP. We've got Biden. We've got all these people saying, "Hey, don't worry. The the border's closed." The border's closed. It's secure. Our country is is safe. It's not. It's not. All right. <clears throat> we're going to skip that one, Disco. Um, <clears throat> and we're going to get to this one. Um, and, and, and real quick, let me just, let me hit one more thing on that, actually. Just, just, just so we can kind of button that up. <clears throat> not only are there people coming from all over the world and and border patrol has, has said they've they've encountered people from 160 countries like tom said earlier this thing is going to just keep going because the democrats need it to it's it's like the conversation we had in the shot it's like the conversation about you know uh joe and all his stuff earlier they always have to keep things on narrative. There can be no dissenters, no dissenting opinions, no different opinions, no slightly different opinions. It's, it's all or nothing with them. It's all or nothing with them. And this border crisis, even if they were to respond and do something to tighten it up, it's never going to just go away. Because if it goes away, they, they need these guys for voters. They need it for ridding the country, the middle class. They need it for so many things. Until it's on their doorstep, like literally on their doorstep in metropolitan areas where they live, 
they're they're not going to do much to change it and even then it's not going to completely go away right i mean this is this is this is a very necessary one of the most critical i'd argue tools in their tool belt 100% if you want to collapse a society there well there's seven pillars to you, you know to create a society but you need to chop down those seven pillars. And one of the things that you need to do is you need to establish divides and balkanization between, you know, different groups of people. And one of the best ways that you can divide people is by language. When you don't have the commonality of a language, you can't communicate with people and that causes balkanization and in, in turn causes, you know, unprecedented violence, you know, within the areas where the balkanization has taken place. Yeah. Yeah. This is America in 2023. <clears throat> well, then even even the way they phrased it when Trump was saying he wanted to get, you know, remember he was saying, like, oh, we want to <clears throat> get the process going to get rid of the illegals. You know, but then there's people who were over here legally who who fled their country, asylum, have gotten their green card, whatever it is, or became a U.S. citizen. And the way that they're hearing it, they're going, oh, he's, he's going to kick me out. Well, no, 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 you did it the right way. You did the due process. You're going to stay. The, even the people who are doing the proper way are still going to come in. It's the people who are illegally coming. But it's, a, it's like communication. There's like a lost in translation there. And so people start, and they had this big uproar. But when you sit down and talk, they say, no, 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 you're fine. It's the people who are like coming over and, and jumping the border, jumping on a train and heading out like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Well, that, and that was that. under Here's Trump, it. though. I mean, now now yeah. it's no one have any fears whatsoever. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You're good to go. Yeah. Um, well, so, so also down at the Mexico summit, um, we had the, <laughs> there's so many things, there's so many names you can go with for Justin Trudeau. Um, <laughs> the bastard child of Castro was also there. He had an interesting comment and, and, and the clip that we skipped over, it was, was Oberdor saying something similar, but it's, it's even more rich coming out of the mouth of Justin Trudeau who talked about all the authoritarianism that's spiking up all around the world. Here's what the little bitch had to say. The world today is facing a lot of uncertainty with the rise in authoritarian leaders causing global instability and the high cost of living, putting stress on families at home. You're an authoritarian leader. <laughs> I mean, what, Disco? Question, I got a question. Wasn't he doing that? Yeah. <laughs> like, like oh, okay. Did, was someone holding a mirror up, and he was talking to himself there, and we just didn't see it. We didn't see the mirror. Is that what it was? The, this, on. this is who they are. This is who our authoritarians are. Plain and simple. I mean, this is always the game that they play. They act as though they're the good guys, they're the saviors, and they put down the other people that they're oppressing. Uh, it, it, it's remarkable. I mean, Every, I mean, every time it feels like now that Trudeau goes and gets on a camera, he's making a similar comment about, you know, whether it's the, the comment towards the Chinese, we stand with their protesters. Like, really? Because you beat the shit out of the ones in your country. Like, like I mean. And then, and then, and then when the truckers tried to reunite, he, he, he was like cutting them down. <laughs> Not even like four days later after he made that comment. Like, come on, yeah. Justin. Come on. He, he, he had banks freeze their bank accounts, the, the Canadian truckers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just, well, there is self-awareness because, you know, when you have, you know, the dictatorial, tyrannical bent that he does and others do, 
you always have to make it look like you're the champion of the people, right. even though your methods are actually, you know, crushing dissent, and that's your overall goal. That's what a lot of people who follow people like him fail to realize that there, you, there's not enough masks for you to wear. There's not enough boosters for you to get. There's not enough tax for you to have to pay. Eventually, they will come after you because you're not on their team. You're not in their circle. You might be on their team, but you're not in their circle, and they hate you as yeah. much as they hate everybody else. Yep. It's, yeah, it's, it's a it's harsh how- re- and, and awful realization that's coming to so many of those people. And it's all how they package it. Then the the people take it up. You know, you think about Hitler, the perfect race, blonde hair, blue eyes. He wasn't neither one of them, you know. But he was trying. And everyone, people, people were like, "Yeah, let's do it," you know. But he was just a great speaker. He could communicate well, and that's why they listened. But it was awful what they were listening to. <laughs> but they couldn't see it. They were blinded. Well, they're the John Cena. <laughs> you did. You their their messaging is always is always on point. They know it. They know how to play the game. And there's a lot of unfortunately naive and stupid people out there who who go along with it. And and sometimes they go along with it until it's too late. And we're kind of at that point now. Um, but you you got to understand. We talk about this all the time. There are very few. And I'm talking about in America. I'm talking about all across the globe. There are very few political you know finger parents leaders who actually give a damn about you. They just, they just don't. Their only allegiance, it's not even to their party. It's, it is to the worldwide elites. It is to the people who are a part of this, this plan to change how society on a, on a writ large scale, right down to the community scale looks and operates. That's, that's where their allegiance lies. And, and really what that means, what that translates to is their allegiance lies to themselves and and their club. They, which, which precludes you. you. You're, you're not allowed to be a part of that. If you're, if you're if you're your own god and you only care about you or your your little group then then you're not going to care about the rest and that's that's the situation we're dealing with here they don't give a damn about you um so it's it's important that everyone a understand that pay attention to what's going on as subtle as some of it is while others is is literally kicking you in the nuts like hands on shoulders kicking you squarely in the nuts your other parts if if you're a female, which I guess we can just say is a vagina, right? Men, men, men have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Um, <clears throat> boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Kindergarten cop taught us that. Um, most people have forgotten that. But, but you gotta, you gotta pay attention to that one, and then you gotta, you gotta push back against it. Call it out. Do the right thing. Stand up. <clears throat> I'm telling you, the more freedom we've given away, so much freedom in the past two and a half years in this country, it's terrifying. And everyone should know: once you give up freedom, the government never gives it back. That's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. Stop giving it away. Pay more attention. I'm not telling you to do something violent or stupid. I'm just telling you to be aware and say no when it's appropriate. All right, let's talk impeachment coming up. Mayorkas, ideally we get lots of people impeached here, but let's, let's take it a step at a time with this new GOP-controlled Congress. They're talking about files have been, they've been filed to impeach Mayorkas. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about any other things. If we got time, we'll take a couple questions and get out of here for the day. Stick around. We'll be right back.
you know that big tech and other woke companies give billions to the radical left? They're literally using your money to take your vote and your freedoms away from you. Stop. Shop at Mammoth Nation instead, the conservative marketplace. Get huge discounts on thousands of products from hundreds of American and veteran-owned retailers. Vote at the booth and with your wallet. This is how we fight tyranny, folks. Right now, go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member. Use this promo code and save 30%. All right, are we getting some proactivity in the House? It hasn't been that long since McCarthy took over after 15 votes. We did get some concessions out of him to the point where really, I mean, the things he did to get that gavel in his hand, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, makes me feel like he's a total slut, I think, because he is. But, but you've got uh, Rep uh, Texas Republican Pat Fallon, who has already filed articles of impeachment against Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The articles of impeachment are for high crimes and misdemeanors. He said this, Pat Fallon said this, since day one, Secretary Mayorkas' policies have undermined law enforcement activities at our southern border from perjuring himself before Congress about maintaining operational control of border to infamous whipgate sl slander against our Border Patrol agents. Uh, <clears throat> Mayorkas has proven time and time again that he's unfit to lead the Department of Homeland Security. His actions have eroded our immigration system, undermined Border Patrol morale, and have jeopardized American security. He's also violated the law, and it's time for him to go. So the question is this. I mean, because that's those look, he's been awful. There's no two two ways about it. He did lie about the Border Patrol agents on horseback. He knew that they did nothing wrong, slandered them anyways, forced out the talking points that that Biden pushed. What did he say? He said they were whipping them, right? Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Which is which has been proven false. Um <clears throat> The amount of allegations, first of all, first of all, the, the, the dereliction of duty really should start with him telling all of these Border Patrol agents, these men and women who who signed up, swore an oath to do this job, to protect our border, to protect our country, in, in frankly, some very dangerous situations, telling them not to do their job, not to enforce the laws of this land. That That, to me, is good enough. Forget the fact that he's lying. He's a mouthpiece for this Democrat, you know, regime for all these things. Just just the fact that he is actively as the head of a major organization that never should have been created under George W. Bush. Telling them not to do their job. I mean, it, 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 it should the, the, the conversation should start and end right there. Yeah, it's like if, if I were to have a business. And I said, you know, my business closes at five o'clock and I leave the, the we're open sign as it, you know, the open sign light on and I keep the door unlocked, but I leave and go home for the day. And then somebody comes in and robs the place and I contact my insurance company and say, well, I told everybody that, you know, my shop was closed. I don't know how this happened. Yeah. It's the same thing he's doing. Right. He's saying, oh, yeah, we're closed. The border's closed. But, you know, he's leaving, you know, the open sign on and in the uh, in the front door wide open. Yeah. 
That's a great analogy. It's exactly what's happening. And look, you could say that he's, you know, he's doing this. He's, he's, you know, with his policies and how he pushes, pushes verbiage out there and, and statements that he's just, he's, this is his goal. Or you could say that he's just an absolute moron. And the net result, the, the judgment needs to be, how is this benefiting our country and the, and, and the American people? And, it, and, and in that case, it, it, it's based on performance. It doesn't matter if he's doing it on purpose, which he probably is, or if he's doing it because he's an idiot, which he probably also is. What matters is... You're an idiot! It, it, yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't change either way. You, you're not doing your job. You're not protecting this country, protecting communities not only along the border, but throughout the country, you've got to go. So I, I just don't know how he can go on live television, tell everyone the border's closed. It's always been closed and then go home and sleep. You know, I, I just, I don't, I don't know how, Let me, and I mean, he probably has a great scotch that he does a nightcap with or something, but it's just, I, and let alone like his loved ones or his wife being like, yeah, you're doing a great job. Like my, you know, my wife would hold me to the fire. Like, what are you doing? You're lying. You know, like, come on. And it, but it's just, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep. But well, he does. my guess he is OJ Simpson is his life coach. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. They, I mean, you, you're, you're, you're imagining people on the other side, having the same type of, of morals and standards and principles. And they, they just don't, you can't like, I mean, literally, that, that's a big part of this c collective problem. You can pick any issue we're talking about. Abortion, climate change, you know, the border, the vaccine, yada, yada, whatever. Fill in the blank. The, the, one of the biggest problems is, and I always ask, like, I just don't get how they can't get it. It's like, well, because the, what they're seeing the world through, they're on a different planet. So it's like we're just so missing each other. There, there's... There's no connecting image, which is why there's no reasoning with them. One, because they're just hateful, awful people who loathe God and loathe their country for the most part. Uh, but two, because they literally, it's like, I, I don't know what, what's over their eyes or if they've got like, a, you know, those funky glasses. Or maybe it's like the thing as a kid where you, you, you know, you rack the, the slide on it and it shows you different a picture like you're looking at, you know a Disney character and then like the you know space or something. Maybe they've just got like those toys out at all time. I don't know, but they're not seeing reality. And, and that's why it's, I would just, it's, it's like, I would like to know what mirror they're looking at or who's to, who, what scorecard are they looking at? Where they're like, I'm betting a thousand, you know, because <laughs> that, that it just drives me crazy. Cause anyone in, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm my worst critic. I, I, if I, if I fail, I'm cool. I pick myself up and try to do better. But like they, them, it's like I've never failed, and I'm perfect, and this is great. And it's like, <laughs> no. Well, true. When you're talking about the divide and how we're like we're missing everything right now in California, there's a lot of you know rain happening, and traditionally all of us would call them downpours, but now they're referred to as atmospheric rivers. And so if you don't have the connection where we're like, oh, hey, this is a downpour, and you have you know one half saying that and the other half referring to it as atmospheric rivers, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> There's a pretty big divide in between those. Yeah. No, it's uh, – I, I honestly – that's why I've just said like, – I, and it always sounds mean, and as a 
a person whose faith's important to him, and I want to get along with everyone. I want to love everyone. I really do. I deep down. Now, practically, do I know? I, I've, I've given up on that because the, these people don't want to be helped, and and not only do they not want to be helped or have a discussion because you can't have a discussion. Again, it's their way or the highway. They're just impossible. So it's like I don't. I have no desire to unify with the other side. I have no desire to really have a conversation with the other side because. We're so far apart. It's like, why would I waste my time in doing this when you think, first of all, that we're all domestic terrorists and the spawn of Satan? But it's it's just a fruitless effort, and it's it's a it's it's disappointing and frustrating, well, yeah. and it's not necessary, but it's where we are. Well, hey, there's a reason why other countries are sending missionaries to the United States. Like I met one once. They're like, oh yeah, I'm from Haiti, and. I'm a missionary. Oh, cool. Are you like on vacation? He's like, no, I'm on my mission right now. Yeah. Oh, here? <laughs> you yeah. people need he's like, it. We, we, he's like, <laughs> we, we, we've we prayed and we, feel, and we see what you guys are going through. So we've decided to come here to like pray and help with, you know, it's like, wow. Okay. That's yeah. happening. But, but, but honestly, we are a third day. world country. We, we are, we just have nicer things. It's, it's, it's true. Hey, so Tom, give me your thought on this. Do you think the impeachment for Americas happens? No. I don't either. I don't I think either. He resigns before he's impeached. Okay. I I don't I don't I yeah I just don't see that happening. There there's no way nobody because you know we're we're dealing with you know people who have a purity test uh, you know when it comes to certain golden calves you know the abortion golden calf the immigration you know those are golden calves they'll never ever they, they there's no, to them there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I don't. I don't think it goes anywhere either. It would be great if at least the pressure was there for the for a resignation. But here's the problem with that: you're going to get some other commie douchebag who comes in behind him uh, that Biden puts in place or the Biden regime puts in place. Uh, so one positive thing: so McCarthy, you know, is is supposedly going to live up to these concessions, which would be great. I hope he does. I hope some of them go somewhere. I, I've got my reservations about a lot of them. But one of the things he talked about was getting rid of some of these people and like Schiff and Swalwell and Ilhan Omar. So they, that happened that this is happening. You've got, you know, our, our favorite trader, Eric Swalwell, who was of course banging Fang Fang for years. Is, is that true that his own father had a crack at Fang Fang? That's the that's the rumor that I've been hearing, and that kind of weirds me out that you would be Eskimo brothers with your own dad. Yeah, that's that's a little too much. I I honestly I do not like Swalwell at all. I think he's the scum of the earth. I hope that's not true. I I don't know how much lower I can take him on my register. That's that would be weird. Anyways, all that to say, he's gone, Ilhan's gone, Schiff's gone. Uh, and and these guys are all whining, right? And I can't believe you would do this. And yeah, these guys are the ones who set the precedent. These guys are the ones who started this. It, when 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 we look back in history, years from now, and there's been 42 impeachments and people getting kicked off committees left and right, and the left is going to cry, "This is ridiculous!" And yeah, and I hope that's the case. By the way, I hope we play dirty and we just do it, even if it's just out of you know just just for shits and gigs. It's all because of you guys. It's all because of you guys. Pelosi impeached just as many people as had been impeached in history over the span of two years. 
You guys started kicking people off of committees. And now you're upset because we're doing the same thing? Like, welcome to the party, pal. Like, this is how things are going to go, I hope, from this point forward. I hope that we continue to do that. Is You know, if we impeach Biden, is he going to, is it going to make it through the Senate? Is he going to impeach himself? No. But just do it for the hell of it. Just make noise. Cause mayhem. And people are like, well, let's not rock the boat. Let's come together. Again, guys, those days are over. Those days are gone. I would have agreed... Two years ago, pre-COVID, I, I would have said, let's let's try and figure out some middle ground here. Not anymore. Not anymore. The other side hates you and is wearing a mask alone in their car right now as they scream about you. Probably listening to like K-pop or something. I don't know. It's it's just it's we're 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 past the point of no return there. But it's I find it so rich that they're complaining about the stuff that that they're doing. I can't believe they were do- shut up. Come on. Well, and then that's where it's, it's, I, I just think of it as like, you know, a, a new coach head coach comes into a football team. He's going to bring his own staff. He's going to bring some people in to, that knows his way of working all that stuff. Not saying this is what this is, but it's like, they're upset that there was a change in, in regime. Like, well, no, like that kind of comes with the territory. Like you, you should have been expecting it. And then surprised if he didn't pull you off these committees, you know what I mean? But like, well, that's uh, how I look at it. I, well, I don't know if that's true, though, because, you know, all these people have taken care of each other forever. It doesn't matter what side they're on because we've got this big uniparty operating. And, you know, staff positions, ambassadors, stuff like that, absolutely. Those get changed over, like, like the, the using the coaching staff analogy. But th- this is just there. We've been walked over for so long as a party. We have, I would venture to say, have bent over for so long as a party that when you get any kind of action and there's not nearly enough rather this is this is a great a great thing we've got a long ways to go if we want to get this thing back on track but but just pushing back they're a, like it's like it's like you know that person right who who jokes and always calls people names and blah blah blah, blah but then you say something back and they're like like super offended like that's how the dems are with the gop they don't expect anyone to say or do anything back to them or play the way that they play moreover, maybe say something back to them, but to play the way that they play. And, and that's, 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 that's what we've got to do. We've got to do more of it. I don't know that we will do more of it. Frankly, we've got more fighters than we've had before, which is great, but they're still in the minority, but that's the direction we got to go. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, it's, it, it goes back to, you know, grade school when you have the bully always picking on you, you got to stick up for yourself. And if you're just going to be like, well, I'm going to try and make friends with the bully and not confront him. So he won't give me a wedgie anymore. Then all you're going to do is live in fear of this person and do everything that the bully wants you to do. And that's the position where, you know, a lot of GOP uniparty members are right now. You know, I, yeah. Lindsey Graham, I'm sure enjoys wedgies, you know, but it, it just, you know, self-induced ones, you right. know, I should, you, we should make a, a pair of underwear that has handles on it. So you could give yourself a wedgie, <laughs> some hooks on the wall, make sure they're in studs. <laughs> um. But yeah, it, it, it just, it, there needs to be a different, there needs to be a mentality change. And I think for a lot of people who have sort of a conservative conservative bent to them, they, you know, they have a tendency to thrive in the private sector 
where yeah. people who are left-wing politicians could never make it in the private sector and, you know, can come up with flowery rhetoric and be very engaging people and get people to vote for them. You look at, you know, you take both Democrats and Republicans and, you know, who have been in Washington for a very long time or even some uh, Democrats who have just, you know, have been elected. Would you ever hire them in a, the private sector? Would you ever hire cringe Jean-Pierre as your PR person <laughs> if you were a Fortune 500 company? No. But for government, it makes total sense. Yes. Would you ever hire, you know, Adam Schiff to, you know, be your CEO of your widget company? No. He's just too much of a freak to put out there and engage with people who are potential clients. Yeah. Well, you know... I... Hundred percent. You're you're hundred percent right. You wouldn't the, the 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 bar for government versus private sector is very very different. Um, but you look at like I'm saying. I hope we play and fight back and and you know tit for tat and we we impeach and we we do all these things to 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 make it difficult on them. But beyond that, these guys who are crying in this case are against Swalwell, who had sex multiple times, had an affair with, uh, you know, he has, has a wife and kids, had an affair with a Chinese spy. If that doesn't get you booted off a committee, you should lose your clearance, your job, all of that stuff. He's just, he literally, this is the best case scenario. You just got booted off a committee. That's it. It's not even a big deal. It, it, I wish it was a bigger deal. But, but that's, I love, I saw a, a comment Tom made earlier in the notes. In the mind of a Democrat, it's just sex with a spy is a virtuous act of compassion, he said. Um, but but that's that's what he did. You got Adam Schiff, who's literally lied and been caught lying to the American people for the past six years, talking about all the rump, uh, rump the rump, the Trump collusion with, with Russia, maybe some rump stuff in there. But I, that literally had an impact and changed the outcome of the election. There's way more that changed the outcome of the election, too. I get that. But you've got all of this stuff, and and they've been caught red-handed, but because they're on the other team and rules don't apply to them, they've gotten away with it. And now someone's saying, hey, you don't have to leave the school, you just have to, or even the lunchroom, you just have to leave this table. And they're getting all upset when, when way more should have happened to these people. Neither of them should be able to be in Congress and, 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 and or all the way up to, to jail, prison. Um, in the case of Swalwell. So. Well, you, well, you know the old saying, those who can't do, teach. And those who can't teach, teach Jim. Those who can't teach Jim, they go into politics. So, you know, because we got some great <laughs> great people in there. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah and I, 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 that's that's a long statement. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, that's a great statement. Um, and then you've got Ilhan Omar, who just literally hates our country. Why you'd vote someone in who hates our country and, and marries and sleeps with a bride. Whatever. Um, all right, we're out of time, guys. We're actually over time. Um, so I appreciate you guys being here with us. Thanks to Tom for, for being here for the main episode today. That was fun. I like it. Hope you liked it, too. It is Thursday, which means it's the last day of the week. We'll be back Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Thursday, we're off next week because of uh, some Mammoth Nation commercial shoots. But we'll hear the whole first part of the week. Booze and banter will be back. We hope you have an awesome weekend. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.
You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.